get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. The Blues acquired Alexander Steen on November 24th, 2008. And today the Blues announced that because of a degenerative back condition, he won't play anymore. The voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, has been here for all of Alexander Steen's games as a member of the Blues. And he's with us now with Dan and Randy on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, Dan, doing good. How are you guys? Doing well. And what a stalwart Alexander Steen has been for the Blues. There are very few players, and Dan and I were thinking off the top of our head, you've got Bernie Federko, people that have been with the Blues for double digits of seasons. You've got Bernie Federko, Brian Sutter, Hully. Boy, not many beyond that. No, it it really is quite amazing, uh, you know, the career he had and the impact he had. And a guy that, that... played just about every role possible through the transition of a team that was going through a rebuild all the way to a Stanley Cup championship and and some ups and downs in between there. It, it I mean it, it's a spectacular career and you know we we've been saying it for quite a while. Really one of the best one of the best trades in Blues history and it's not like they gave up, you know, a chump or something to get him. Lee Stemniak put together a heck of a career that had him playing a thousand games in a league. So um but Alex's impact on the St. Louis Blues um, ha- has been felt from a community standpoint, leadership in the room, on the ice, uh, his leadership towards the younger players. I mean, th- this guy did it all, and he was an old soul hockey guy that, uh, that I guess the best way to put it, he understood every aspect of the game in terms of even just the role in the community, dealing with media, um, uh, doing things behind the scenes. I mean, the, the, he, he wasn't just a complete player on the ice. I mean, he, he was just a complete person all around. It just he's, he's an amazing, amazing guy. Curbs, when you look at it, it's been uh, pretty amazing when you think now Petro gone, Bo Meester retired, Steen retired. How do you replace some of that experience now that the Blues will face going into this upcoming season? Well, that's where the other guys, you know, step up. Uh, obviously, sometime... Over the next little while, they'll they'll officially name a captain, um, you know, and then that leadership group had already started to shift, and I and I think that was part of Doug Armstrong's plan. You go back to a meeting that he had with the players in Vancouver of of the championship season when the Blues were struggling, and he, he looked at Alexander Steen and said, it, "It's time to, you know, to to have some of these other guys step up in this role," and and Alex understood that, and then. Army met with Pareko and Shen and some other guys. So you're going to get it from Shen, from Pareko, uh, and and other guys that are going to be stepping into that role, you know, all over some time here. But you know, look, that 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 is, I mean, guys, it shows you how fragile a championship window can really be, and why depth is so important. I mean, you're you're right. That's a you look at the turnover from that championship team already to now, and you're going, holy smokes, that's a lot, and yet you still have a core. With Schwartz, Bozak, Tarasenko, you know O'Reilly, Shen, Pareko. So I mean, there's still a good core there, which maybe just speaks to just how terrifically deep that championship team was. Curbs, you mentioned 
Alexander Steen getting the game and understanding. And there were a couple of years there in the in the middle of the decade when the, the last decade when the Blues, like you said, were not very good. Where he was the best player, uh, the best two way player the Blues had. And and Dan and I talked about how for him to be able to to have his ego allow him to go to a fourth line last year and play great fourth line hockey. That's not easy for a guy. It doesn't matter how good the team was to go from being the guy to being a fourth line player. And I thought he handled that move with, uh, with a lot of class. Hey, it's hard to argue that they weren't the most impactful line during uh, throughout the playoffs. I mean, really uh, with what they did and how they did it uh, really was, is, is quite amazing, and yeah, but that's just the understanding of of Alex and 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 who he is and how he is. I mean, he's the he was the consummate team guy um, and, and along those lines. And if there was a role to be played, he understood it. He was very practical. He was very meticulous. He he he, he understood not just the game on the ice, but the team dynamic of what was needed. Um, and and he also knew the impact that he could have in that. And and. You're absolutely right. Some guys might have potted. Some guys might have wanted more. That, that's just not how he was a, a team first guy all the way through. Would you anticipate that he has some type of role with the club, or is this going to be a break from hockey for a while in any type of role? Uh, I, well, listen, I would anticipate that he will at some point in time if he wants it. Uh, I don't anticipate that happening right now. You know, um, he, he and his wife, Josephine, they literally just had a baby last night. Um and uh, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of family a- aspects going on there as well. You know, when he had gone back to Sweden, Dan, at the end of uh, all this probably would have been sometime kind of middle of September, uh, early September, after, just after the team got back, about a week or two after the team got back from the bubble in Edmonton. When he'd gone back over to Sweden because of COVID and all that, it had been since Christmas time since he had seen his boys over there. And so, you know, I, I got to think that, you know, knowing how, how much of a family guy he is, I, I've got to think that that's going to play a much larger role at the beginning of this before that aspect of things gets defined. But before we let you go, we do know that Doug Armstrong does have a great deal of appreciation for him. I thought it was, and I still remember in Curbs, you heard this a lot more than I did, but Ken Hitchcock would regularly say he's the conscience of our team. He's a guy that really cares about every aspect of the game and of the ice when he's on the ice. So I can see him being a really good, valuable person in a front office. Well, absolutely, because he's he's got a very good calm and, and, and a good sense about that. And um, and he, he's, he is, that is something, and, and just his hockey smarts is there as well. He, he learned it from his dad. But guys, he like, I guess I go back to this. He understands. He understands every aspect of it. I mean, the the way he was with the media, the way he was, you know, with the community. Like he understands the way he was in just terms of the roles that players need to play, and then what he would say to guys that might struggle with some of that, and why it was important. You know, I mean, I mean, shoot. At one point in time, you know, we we may or may not have been doing our. There was a question whether or not we were going to do our uh, our post game shows from Obi Clark's. And and Alexander Steen says no, we're going to do them. He goes because you know th- that's that's where the hockey community goes. That's the, and and we need we need that for the community and, and for and, and and for for Jim and Joe and for the hockey fans over there. And I mean, he understood that stuff. And I'll share this one more story for you that is unknown. So prior to going into the bubble, uh, 
the one of one of the girls in in my youngest daughter's class, uh, a fifth grader. One of the girls in her class, her dad had died in a car accident about a month or so earlier. This this young girl at, at nine ten years old, she she's a was a huge Alexander Steen fan, and for as a class project, they do to do a wax museum. It was actually a really cool project where you know they they become the character and you kind of hit a button and the the kids talk about it. Well, they had to do it virtually because of COVID. And she chose Alexander Steen. So I, I sent that, you know, what she did over to Alex. And the kid did Pareko, and I sent it to Colton, too. I just think it's really cool for these kids, these kids. And it shows you the impact of what this hockey team has right now. And when when I told Alex this and that her dad had died about a month early in a car wreck, he wanted to meet her. And so he, we weren't able to set it up prior to the bubble starting at Edmonton. And literally the day before they go to Edmonton. He calls me out of the blue. We hadn't talked about it in a little while. He says, Hey, I haven't forgotten. I've got something for her. Can you pick it up and bring it to her? And Tyler will meet afterwards. So I said, sure. So I go over to pick it up and it was a game you stick from game two of the Stanley cup final. Wow. I take it over to them and said, Alex said, uh, wanted you to have this. Um, he looks forward to meeting you. Obviously, you know, he's got to go to work. And, uh, but when he got back from the bubble, he said, Hey, I'm leaving for Sweden in about a week. Can we, can we set this up? And we did. And he went out to her house and sat in her front yard with her and her mom and her sister for about two hours and just talked. It was, and, and this is something you don't see in the papers, you don't see on video all the time, but he has done more of that kind of stuff than anybody will ever know. And um, uh, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, this, this, this guy goes down as, I think, one of the all-time great St. Louis no doubt about it. Curbs, thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it, and uh, it'll be uh, a, a great day when we get a chance to visit with Alexander Steen. And like you said, the, he and his wife just had a baby last night, but to relive some of the great times and the great career in the Stanley Cup championship that he won here in St. Louis. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Have a terrific show. Thanks. Thanks, Curbs. Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. By the way, Doug Armstrong is going to speak to the media this morning at 11, and you'll be able to watch that meeting. The Blues will have it on their Twitter page, their Facebook page, and their YouTube account as well. So you'll and be we'll able carry to, it, right? Yes. At 11. Yeah, so you'll be able to see and hear what Army has to say. Coming up here on 101 ESPN as we head down the stretch towards Scoops with Danny Mac, how important is Ville Husso going to be for the Blues? And especially now when you lose one of your top defensive forwards, who steps into that role? That's next on 101 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.